this is Dr. Jose Saldivar with another episode of the Way to College podcast. And man, this this podcast has been fun. It's been a great experience. Um, and, you know, one of the best things about the podcast, it, it has given me a reason to reconnect uh, with folks, with friends, uh, folks I went to school with, um, whether it's high school, college, right? And uh, today, today's guest is one of those individuals. Um, and it kept kept tabs on him um, through LinkedIn and saw that he was doing some really cool stuff. And so I reached out to him and he's agreed to join me today. Um, so Jimmy, I'm going to let you introduce yourself to our audience. Thank you, Jay. It's great to be here with you. It's great to have this conversation with you. Um, I'm excited to see which uh, twists and turns this conversation takes us. And uh, hopefully we can keep uh, some type of a good through line here. But um, yeah, I just want to start off by saying you were uh, my entree to Stanford. You were, uh, I think, one of the very first, I don't want to say senior level people, but you know, you know, wise uh, mentions, uh, if you will. <laughs> people who uh, you were already in your uh, co-term year, I believe. And um, it was great to have you uh, get the luck to be paired up with you as a, uh, in our big SIP program through El Centro and then later join out at, at Manos with you. And um, just great to, uh, yeah, you, I, I think a lot of that was, uh, uh, it, it's just so many things coming full circle. So glad to be here. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So Jimmy, I um, I always start start with this question for all my guests, and I ask them if you had to identify a moment in your educational life where you could say that's when it got started. That was really the starting point for me. What do you think that moment would be for you? I I think back to so many different influences and i would in preparation for this i just found myself thinking like man i uh i'm really lucky you know i think uh, the the educational influences came from a lot of different sources definitely with my parents mm -hmm. first and foremost i think with my parents who did some college um they uh, mom did uh, community college and successfully graduated from there. Uh, my dad did a four year, but I don't think full on finished. And um, but there was always this uh, this idea that uh, higher education, particularly college, is um, well, it's at least it's something worth saving for. Uh, mm -hmm. It was. And I think like I think back to some of just early lessons and life lessons, and those were you know being being uh thrifty and and tucking money away for your for yourself for your future and and um just uh, looking out for uh what the cost might be to to educate yourself one day mm -hmm. um but yeah, I think back to beyond my parents, like, where did it really get started? And it was with um, my my dad's father and my grandfather, uh, Everto Chavez, and he, uh, <laughs> he 
he always joked he's no longer with us. He passed, I think, four years ago now. And um, but he uh, at the ripe age would would constantly preach about really just education from a broad sense, life education. He always joked that he had a, uh, he, well, he did attend Harbor City College in LA. If you're from the LA area, you might know about this place. Um, <laughs> but he had a Tijuana Tech education, he joked, because he was, uh, he, 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 laid, he had a longstanding career in uh, civil, civil engineering and construction. It was really bright, I think, naturally, but never on that day i don't think uh uh there were a whole lot of opportunities but he but but that's an interesting story i think i definitely want to touch on um but but just like the this idea that you subtract from your ignorance every day at least if you're not adding to your intelligence you're subtracting from your ignorance in some way mm. um and and so that was always present he just mm -hmm. would would from a young age <laughs> lecture hold court and talk about such such things and uh but like always like revered education and like yeah. uh and realize where it could where it could get you and uh you know he grew up uh in a farming community and in, in well at the, when he came over at age four, uh, they settled in Brawley, which is, you know, near El Centro, down in the Imperial Valley, heavy farming town. And I think uh, I realized, like, oh, man, like, I, I don't want this to be my life necessarily. I want to I want to get out of this and saw education as a way out. And then it was actually music, music education that... Uh, took him out and um, he joined a uh, a big band group of the time kind of in the fashion of like Tommy Dorsey band he was a trombone player oh wow and uh, and uh, he had this just fantastic early career mm -hmm. in that and then realized like you know hey like I gotta put food on the table and so my grandmother insisted that he look at you know like more steadily paying stuff and so hadn't began a long what became a long successful career in construction and so anyway i i look back to him i think back to um even a preschool teacher i remember she was uh this beautiful lady she was my and, and actually i got to give a lot of credit to my mom here because my mom uh, who worked, both parents worked, but my mom definitely took time off of work to go be like a, um, you know, like a helping mom in the preschool. So from age, well, I don't know, two, three, four, five, whatever the age that was, let's just say two, yeah. three, four, uh, would come in and assist this, Miss Guttenberg was her name. She was this wonderful uh, Jewish lady uh, of German descent from our, I'm from Southern California originally. And um, yeah, just really, so Ms. Guttenberg was like, for whatever reason, like she was just inspired like reading and like, it was this great place of like discovery and like, um, 
yeah, I don't know how to describe it. We kept in very long contact with her until she passed about five or six years ago now. But she, you know, and that's wow. for like 30, yeah, so guy for like 35 years kept in pretty good contact. And um, and I think it was just I was for I was fortunate. There was a lot of stuff out there. I think there were people in my life and family who had seen both sides of the coin and saw like, wow, we could have ended up like even within our own family. <laughs> no this applies to many of us, but um, <laughs> we have, you know, my grandparents had uh, many siblings, seven, eight siblings each, at least on my dad's side, on my mom's side, she has 11 siblings. And so of them, they had um, aunts and uncles of, of whom there were eight. So we have a monster family we are massive <laughs> it was like hundreds of life lessons good and bad to uh, have his <laughs> leave little breadcrumbs of where to go where not to go maybe uh if you kind of have that awareness of uh, yeah where <laughs> yeah you know uh just to briefly get into it you know you think i think back to even like the 1930s 40s 50s stories told by my Parents, grandparents about how you know they got into drug use, heroin use. The you know you see the lineage of that family, who like you know they those people kind of settled down a little bit later in life, but yeah, they're, 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 the 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 kids that they have and the, and our cousins now are just um, it seems like they're I hope for you know, a brighter day when like, like there can be some type of uh, social, emotional, early education to grab these kids who, who need to be uh, inspired and, and shown a really good example and, and, and uh, just really good models that they can look to. Uh, uh, yeah. And that's it. So I, I think that was beyond just people. There was this, yeah this uh, kind of like buffet of life education you could look at. Um, and then the last ones that I want to mention are, uh, they were principals of a, a school that I started going to in the fifth grade. My parents yanked me out of um, uh, this one school, which was a Catholic school in LA, Long Beach area at the time. Um, and then put me into another, another, another school. And the, the the directors of the school were Mr. and Mrs. Jones. Uh, if I could describe them, Mr. Jones was this big, broad uh, guy, uh, former Navy guy, just a just a just a totally honorable man, uh, a really good man. And uh, his wife were uh, they met, I think, at Stanford. I didn't discover this until, or I didn't quite appreciate what that was i think until seventh or eighth grade even then it was still kind of a vague yeah understanding of like what that might mean but uh, just really good people who drove home lessons of values and um uh yeah they were values teachers and fundamentals yeah. teachers yeah there was great um academic whatever rigor and all this stuff that they would do but it was it, it was values that they drove home. So Jimmy, Jimmy, I'm going to stop you. Cause they, they, you said something that's really interesting and, and I've never asked anybody this, but you talk, you know, you talk 
really, I think, profoundly about all of the sort of all of the influences that you've had in your life. And and I think, you know, I certainly and I think a lot of the guests that I've had can talk about a specific principal or teacher. Right. And the lessons that they try to impart on us. And why do you think it is? What do you think it is? Like, why did why did those particular lessons that Mr. Jones is trying to impart on you? Why did they take hold in you? Because I'm sure there were, there were those were lessons that he probably tried to instill in a lot of his students. But maybe they didn't they didn't they didn't stick like they did with you. Mm-hmm. Like, were you looking for those things? Were you paying attention to those things? Or what was it? Wow, that's a great question. Well, I think something resonated in terms of um, kind of like leading uh, leading what we might uh, now in like kind of common parlance strive for, and that is just like a whole life or like a happy life or like a fulfilled life. And like, I don't know, there was something about it that was like, uh the gratitude piece of it i think where uh they would constantly stress it and i would and i was let's see so 10 years old at the time thinking to myself like wow you know uh my uh, my parents are are uh i know trying to pull enough together to send me to the school it's like i want to i want to make the most of this opportunity Mm-hmm. And, and so, yeah, God, great. Yeah. I think, I think for that, it was just, uh, I think prior life lessons from, for me. And again, I go back to ancestors, grandfather, grandmother, mom, dad, and think about like where we'd come from. And like, yeah, I, it was like, oh yeah, you know, these, it, it 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 wasn't they weren't trying to instill anything that was um uh really all that complex in you other than to just appreciate appreciate life appreciate the lessons appreciate the good and the bad yeah and, um and then it just so happened that you know it was it was a high quality education i think i needed at the time too like more uh, a little more structure in my thinking and like there was a certain method that they taught too that way i think was like really elegant in its own kind of way but 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 i think for me it was just like yeah you know i've uh, I did okay in school prior to that I wasn't i was always like a pretty decent student but like never never felt excited about it yeah when i joined the school it was like wow okay like i'm excited to go like i just i really was i remember coming in grateful most days to have been a sponge like oh my god this is amazing like this is pre-internet too but just to sort of absorb all this great information and so and i think that would that's the best i can do to answer that that that's pretty good that's pretty good you know one thing that occurred to me and i never thought about this and uh and as 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 well versed as i am in educational like literature or whatever 
it sounds like, so everything that you shared about your family and the lessons, and you said, right, that your grandfather loved holding court, right, telling his stories. And, and but it sounds like the, the conversations and the lessons that this Mr. Jones was trying to impart you and maybe other, other teachers was fairly consistent with maybe the lessons you were getting at home and the conversations that grandpa was having with you and some of the other folks in your life. Mm-hmm. So that it, it, it resonates because there's a consistency to it. Right. And so the conversations don't necessarily change. It's just coming from different people. And, and you know, like I said, I don't know enough about that kind of literature, but the way you, you laid it out, I think really kind of substantiates that and supports that. So, yeah, you know, I think another, there, there's something else that kind of now comes to mind is that. So there was this book called the mainspring of human energy. And this was one of, the books that Mr. Jones would work through. And, you know, it was all basically about how mankind can, uh, we can multiply our efforts and like, uh, you know, it was really, it was really basic, but again, it was very fundamental and elegant, but also talking about uh, ways that we can invent things. And, 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 and I think that for me, like also kind of instilled an early excitement for not just physical building and building and, and, and like using tools to go build something, but this idea of entrepreneurship and, mm-hmm. and being multiplying our effort here on earth and, and, you know, and, and building at the societal level and, and building, um, new innovations to do things better for for society so that was yeah i think that was just there was just a lot of um i think early spark and early excitement and um and i definitely attribute it to them yeah so jimmy you've got all of these wonderful influences and we recognize you're recognizing the value of education sounds like both formally and informally, right? Through these conversations and these experiences. But I always, when my, you know, with a lot of my guests, especially the folks that that go to Stanford, you know, because one, it's, it's one thing to go to college to, you know, a place like Stanford is, is, uh, it's a tough place to get into. Mm -hmm. You're going to, when you're in high school, what are your aspirations? Was it, was Stanford sort of part of that plan or did you have a plan or what were you thinking about in terms of college? Yeah. So I want to be empathetic to those listeners that might be, um, you know, thinking about now going to college and what, how they might think about this journey and this challenge ahead and maybe just, frame frame the answer that I want to give. Um, and that is, um, I think, step, a, step back from this idea of college, and it's like, how do I want to just look at education in general? We're now seeing this, this world where it's about building skills and building, you know, a passion for something, uh, maybe beyond just sort of like a four-year degree. And while a four-year degree is fantastic and can be fantastic for uh, many, it's like, don't let that ever kind of hold back your just life education. And if, you know, if 
And I think back to uh, <laughs> a family member always told me like, you know, hey, look, I don't care if you're a, a trash truck driver or a ditch digger or whatever, but just be the best ditch digger or trash person you can ever think to be in, like always up your game, no matter what position you're put into. So like my, for me, going to Stanford was, I think, a little bit by chance. Um but like also i was just very like excited to get out into the world and like think like okay like i want to i just want to go i want to go try a, b- a bunch of different things and experiment and do a bunch of things career wise and um and um i did not know what stanford was until well th- there was this term that had been thrown out uh and i knew it was just and this was around eighth grade and and i knew that it was uh, associated with prestige uh didn't really um think too early on in my high school life about it um uh i did apply early and and to tell you the truth i don't think i visited truly visited the campus until until after I got no, it was the, uh, the the early weekend they call it whatever the, whatever that was you know the, your early the admit weekend, um, but I did decide to apply early and I got in early and I was and for me like staying within California at the time I felt was something I really wanted to do. Um, I had an aunt and uncle who lived down in San Jose who I who um, you know we'd go visit them we'd drive um, down two eighty. And I just remember seeing the signs for Stanford University. I remember my dad at the time just telling me, like, oh yeah, a bunch of <laughs> a bunch of bright, a uh, bunch of bunch of nerds over there <laughs> go, go to school. I'm like, okay, all right. Well, and um, I don't think he used the term nerds. I'm joking. <laughs> that moniker has be- has become uh, a badge of pride for all of us. I know. Yeah, I think so. Um, but no, just like, oh, I just saw the hills. That's all I saw. I saw the hills. I didn't realize that like, you had to drive drive down and into the farm. Um, but just seeing like, oh, I, I just associated it with these amazing possibilities, right? Like, oh, there's this uh, <laughs> picturesque green rolling hills. And there's this uh, wonderful university just down the way, like it's like it's the Wizard of Oz or something you're gonna go see. Um, and and anyway, I didn't really that that must have been age, I don't know, 13, 14, something like that. Yeah. Um, but then I think later on into high school, I actually decided to do some summer programs and this was and one of them was like a, a mock trial one and that they they had it at stanford and so we came during a, like a summer i think of my junior year and that was like my ever setting foot on sorry so i was wrong but this that was it was before i had i had gotten in and we stayed over in uh, east campus over in the murray area and uh and that was it like we we i was so focused on the like <laughs> the the law part of it the mock trial part of it and just like being with all these other high schoolers. Um, I, I don't know. I didn't quite like take a moment to step back and be like, Oh, you're on the Stanford campus. And I wish I maybe had done a little more sightseeing when I was there, but uh, it was cool. nonetheless to, to go to that. Um, and I associated that with a lot of really good things, this program, this uh, mock trial. Yeah. 
thing. Um, so I, 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 you know, I think I, I think it was a good like objective view that I got about Stanford. I very well was like actually planning to go to like UCLA. I was really excited to go to a UC and maybe like stay around the Southern California area. That was kind of my my early idea. Um, um, but I was like, you know what? I'm in California. I love I I have I've, I've done some research now on Stanford. I think like I think it makes sense. Like if I were to get in early, yeah, I would definitely commit to go to such a such a great school. Uh, I remember there was a kid, there was a kid from my high school. I don't I forget his name, but he was like one of these just absolute like, you know. So like he was a 1600 kid. I remember this was in the news, right? I remember reading the paper. I remember my parents were like, whoa, is this kid from your high school? He scored a 1600. Like, the guy's really freaking smart. Uh, and uh, and it was just kind of like, wow, and he goes, he chose to go to Stanford. I was like, whoa, okay. Well, and um, I don't know, like it was always like such a hear about these just these incredible people so i think for me it was an early decision or a great early decision to easily decide like okay well if i were to get in i would i would i would definitely go there um but to tell you the truth i never looked specifically i wish um well i'm glad i took i think full advantage while we were there yeah Um, but but prior to, I think I just did kind of like surface level research about the place and just kind of associated it with good things. You know, there are um, parents that I'm sure, I hope there are parents that are listening to this <laughs> to our podcast, but I'm sure there are, you know, especially in light of like that college admission scandal, right? The, what the, the extremes that parents will go to to get their kids into top schools. And um, what I find completely interesting is a lot of the folks I've interviewed kind of feel like, I think we, I, I, and I feel, certainly feel the same way. Like, I think we're just fortunate to get in, right? And because I wasn't a 1600 kid, it sounds like you weren't a 1600 kid, right? But everybody that I've interviewed was like really well-rounded, pretty grounded, Um sort of also still had realistic expectations, but still had high expectations of themselves. Mm-hmm. And so I imagine they're like, because since I've jumped into this realm of like consulting, like I, I get all the ads, I see all the ads, like guaranteed to get your kid into like these top schools. And I'm like, I'm like, man, it's, it, um, it, you know, it, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It, I think I, I kind of like the fact that, for a lot of us, you know, it, it was kids that just should try their best, but also had healthy expectations and and uh, were well-rounded, did a lot of different things, took a lot of took advantage of opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, would would you say that was consistent with your own experience too? Like as a high school kid? I remember my thinking being, you know, assess yourself, assess your strengths and weaknesses and be and I, and I put myself in the basket of like you know what you have like some pretty good smarts but really you're gonna have to just it's gonna be work ethic and like i think maybe for good and bad i think i think to extent to an extent i didn't like quite give myself the the confidence to really unlock like kind of a next level like creative level of thinking and maybe like ability to do 
certain things, let's say um, from an engineering standpoint or from a, uh, you know, just a higher academic rigor standpoint. Uh, but like this thinking like, hey, you know what, give yourself the best shot you possibly can by just showing up each day and and just grinding it out and like, you know, scoring well, you know, scoring really well uh, or just just trying to, I remember, you know, like I, I, I think going back to this early education thing in the fifth grade and this, uh, this school I had transferred into, uh, I, I maintained really good grades from a really young age. And I was just like, okay, you know what? It's like, I, it, I, I saw like effort and like, I equated that to success and it was like, okay, well work ethic is going to be your way to success. And, and, um, it, and to it and it works i guess you know and and you just and still to this day like i i think i try to uh, maintain good healthy routines but also um yeah I, I i wish and this was some of the beauty of stanford and that was you meet professors and other students and people there i think you get put into situations where it's like okay um you're all here you're all like uh collaborating in the classroom now like start to think about things like at a little bit of a higher level and like put some mission behind it. And that was, I think the thing for me that had been uh, kind of missing prior to Stanford. And that was like, okay, if you're going to go learn something or go advance yourself in some way, like, so what, like, what, what are you really going to do? Are you going to like, are you going to go solve a real world problem? And that for me, I think became like a big driver. So it was, um, yeah, it was like, okay, like maintain as good a grades as you can, uh, work extremely hard and let the chips fall where they may. And then, but I think I, I tried to take a longer view too. Like, hey, you know what? Like college is a springboard to career. I was very, I didn't do graduate school. I know many on the podcast before have done fantastic things and, uh, you know, master's levels, degrees, advanced degrees, et cetera. For me, like I was just always kind of like driven to like get out into the market and go perform and go build and, and, and iterate and adapt and go, go do things like that. So, um, um, we won't hold it against you. Don't worry. Yeah. I think we're all diverse, right, Jimmy? We're all bringing different things that I love. That's what I love about the podcast is the diversity of experiences and all of our different approaches to school, like to school, in school, after school, right? How we viewed life, how we viewed the the experiences and, and the approach we've taken. And so, you know, I, yeah, I appreciate, you know, you sharing that and, um, uh, and and talking about how you you approached it uh, one thing that i want to know is yeah when you're getting to stanford right because everybody's asking like hey what do you want to do what do you want to do what do you want to major in right I, and i was i i'm very open about mine is that i, I didn't know i didn't know what i was going to do it took me a while to find myself and even as i was approaching graduation a job kind of fell into my lap but it was a job that i didn't anticipate taking or not anticipate taking but it wasn't something that I was, that I had always prepared for mm -hmm. and didn't see myself doing. I didn't see myself becoming a college professor or instructor. 
and then doing it for 20 years, right? I didn't see that. Did you, could you see what you wanted to do or what were you, what were your aspirations now that you're at Stanford? What were you thinking about? Well, I was um, really touched by the, uh, the entrepreneurship bug. Like that just like grabbed me totally. And I was just like, oh my God, this is like, this is like nerd heaven for that kind of thing. And like to be around uh, people that are like-minded and driven and like, they want to go, go do something for, I, I did, I, to this day, do I know what I want to do? No, not entirely. And I think I have, I, I still have a broad uh, kind of uh, interest in, uh, in business, but um, even, even then it was a little bit nebulous and I, but I do, I wanted to go do something that, that um maybe just kind of again affected people at a societal level and like hopefully there's something positive to come from it so for me it was um the power of finance so like using financial tools to help people out of poverty that was an initial thing then it was a tech platform that helps people uh escape censorship in outside of the united states and uh getting uh freedom of the press and freedom of speech to uh, address what happens in places across the world. Uh, there, you know, there was um, kind of like, I knew there were things that were fun. And I thought like, you know what, like just kind of follow your, follow your gut in terms of like, what do you find fun? Like what, what's, what, what keeps you, what keeps you just enjoying on most days? Like what keeps you, having a good time because life is short and like, I don't want to waste time doing things that are, I don't want to necessarily look back and uh, just be like, uh, you know, I accumulated a lot in my lifetime and uh, I accumulated all this material stuff. And so, well, I, I guess I made it. Uh, there's some C.S. Lewis quote, I forget it, I'm going to butcher it, but it's something about how you come to the end of your learning or you realize, once you realize um, when life uh, like really begins or what's what really motivates you and drives you in life, that's when you truly begin. You kind of come to the beginning of your learning um, and start back all over again, but to stay to stay challenged and constantly questioning and curious. And I think, I think I just look at life that way. Like I, I, I want to stay like eternally curious and, and um, uh, hopefully there's, there's fun and there's, there's, there's good things that are coming out the other end. And for me, it was business. I, again, like I, I, uh, you know, you find me at a time right now, actually where I'm doing somewhat of a career transition and it's actually fun to think about these sorts of things. And like, get back to a real fundamental level about like, okay, well, why, why am I going to do what I'm going to do each day and go like, or what might I um, invest money behind? Like, what is something that moves the needle and like really gets you excited? Um, so just trying to, um, I, 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 yeah, I'm thinking a lot about like my vision for where I saw myself uh 20 years ago 15 years ago and i don't know I, I don't think i'm too far off um but it but you know i i definitely want to like um 
now I, and maybe this is advice to those high schoolers out there go find uh stay curious and all that but go uh find depth in one or two areas of life like find what really gets you and then and then really um go digging in those areas and really get to know know those spaces um so yeah that's uh i hope that answers the question oh well, i i mean i mean there's there are so many positives like so i mean they're everything you write and i don't and not to put a value on anything that any of my guests say jimmy but like i think there was so much there and i appreciate when you said to go find like go and 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 really invest and in, in like find depth in something because like like everything so much of like education feels like like one a competition but two like i've got like an accumulation of experiences and checklists mm-hmm. and so to say hold hold on step back and what what happens if you really invest in like one or two things one or two organizations or one or two activities and what does that do for you right in terms of fulfillment in terms of giving you a sense of purpose uh, allowing you to really explore and invest in something like, man, like, yeah, I think that's powerful. I, I, I like to give folks that advice, you know, especially the young people I work with. So I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to talk about the work that you do? I mean, what, what do you, what do you, cause I, I don't even know what you do. If somebody asked me, what does Jimmy Chavez do? I don't so, know that I could explain. So tell me, tell us what you do. So, um, for the last 13 years, I um, was director of operations for uh, Command Performance Constructors (CPC). We're a Southern California-based heavy civil construction engineering company specializing in heavy civil engineering. Um, that was a uh, a family business, and um, going back to um, so my grandfather was not. Um, well, he was an entrepreneur at one point in his life, um, but this was something that my parents had started. And so um, I leave Stanford and uh, several years later, you know, the financial crash happens. And I think, well, OK, I, at the time I was working for an asset manager up in the Bay Area and uh, <laughs> they weren't really hiring. I was quickly hired and quickly let go. Uh, uh, timing was terrible, uh, but it was the timing was just right. And so like. I really have um, honed skills in in uh, managing small teams, groups of uh, five to ten people uh, at an engineering company, um, doing also field project management, um, but also acted as a kind of general manager for the business. So um, helping a company and and really many companies now. Um, uh, that come from these old world industries that are trying to modernize and trying to um, stay relevant and stay uh, solving a need and solving a problem. So um, uh, that was what I've been up to the last uh, 13 years and the last, really the last like four to five years, I think again, like just really been pulled back into into this like early stage um, entrepreneurial kind of mode, and like wanting to, uh, you know, take what you've learned in, in helping a, a more mature style business, um, and like how can you think about kind of the long term of things, 
um, and, and, and be useful to uh, businesses that are just starting out and, and individuals and founders who are just starting out. And like, how can you, you know, so much of it is just like being a scientist or being a journalist or being a, um, you know, um, and I say those things because you're constantly questioning and you're constantly iterating. And, and if you're founding something early, then you're building a product from scratch. Like you're just, you're just constantly, it's more about just how do you constantly survive each day and adapt to the lessons learned from the days before. And, um, Anyway, like I've taken an interest in uh, doing very small scale angel investing, but also um, staying connected to the construction world by trying to plug into um, really any any technology that plays into um, building, construction, engineering, uh, real estate um, could be something having to do with innovative material science or robotics or finance. You see a lot of fintech stuff popping up, uh, software and SaaS in general. Um, So that's kind of what I'm navigating right now. But um, um, I think... uh, yeah, the question remains to be seen. I'm actually having a lot of uh, a lot of fun right now going through um, with the help of some really key people and mentors and career coach. Um, like, I think, yeah, just being at a stage of life where I'm like, you know what, like, it, you, you're not doing this alone. Like, you got to go through life like with a great team of people and like constantly like having them just be just be honest with you and be and then working at it and doing your homework and like just putting in the time to listen to uh you know how how you're perceived versus how you think you are and also like what you can be doing better and maybe what your blinders are uh to just keep pushing yourself so um in a nutshell that's that's what i'm doing right now yeah, that's a lot. That was a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, it, but it's uh it's a, you know, I um so I I uh I still teach part-time, right? And the class mm-hmm. I teach a class that's that's modeled after the designing your life course at Stanford. And um and so today I was talking to my students about some of these dysfunctional beliefs like you know, what's your passion? And, um, and I love a number of the things that you said, like one is I'm still trying to figure out what I want to do when I grow up. Um, but two, that we find ourselves developing like interests in all of these things, because I, I heard from you, like, you know, doing the construction, but doing the materials, doing, you know, angel investing, you know, you talked about real estate, you talked about all of these things and you talked about mentorship and you talked about a career coach, right. And, 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 and so, you know, I, I'm trying to instill a lot of these principles with a lot of my own students and even, and I, I found myself, you know, we, before we jumped on and, and we were, I was giving you an update and I said, I left the university. One of the reasons I left also is not only that kind of, I reached my ceiling, but I'd also reached this point where I wanted to explore a little bit. And I had a lot of varying interests and I thought, okay, how can I, what happens if I step away from full-time work as, at the university to explore some of these interests? So 
you know, that I want to do the consulting work, that I want to help more kids, like maybe I can get out, get out and help more kids this way. Maybe I can do this. And so, you know, it's exciting and, and, and I get it. I get, you know, a lot of what you're saying. So I appreciate it. I appreciate you being frank and kind of open and kind of telling us about all of these things. Um, because I think that's the reality, right? We, we try to, we, we continue to be inquisitive. We continue to challenge ourselves and look for opportunities and look to, for, like you said, um, every day, you know, is an opportunity to learn or an opportunity to be less ignorant, I guess, I think is what you said, like less, right? And so, you know, I appreciate everything that you've said. Um, I think if I could just interject, maybe one thing I know we may yeah. want to wrap up soon. I don't want to uh, take you from that, but um, yeah, you know, uh, to, to those out there that are looking at um, career broadly and, and, and I, and I come, you know, I come from a very like blue collar family and I worked in an industry that was very old world and roughneck kind of old world blue collar industry. Right. And so for me, like, I think I've always had this view of life, like, Hey, you know what? You could be, uh, there's nothing, there's no dig. There's no, there, there's nothing wrong with uh, finding a trade too. Like, I feel like it's just an exciting and, and great time in the United States right now where, um, look, again, we want people to go to college if they're driven to, and if they can afford it, and if it's the right thing for them, but also to just look at education in terms of like a trade education. You can make an outstanding living this day and age, really honing a trade and a craft, and um, maybe that's what drives you. And and that's education too. People don't think about, you know, you know, college means something so different than even we thought about it three years ago. Mm-hmm. So like this idea of higher education and degrees and qualifications and skills, like that's just taking on new meaning. And I think it's great because, you know, in, in this, and I'd see this up and down, it's like, whether it's somebody that you work alongside or whether it's somebody that you're investing in or somebody that you're thinking about hiring, it's like, at the end of the day, like the degree is like good and all, but like, is this per is this person going to like, hold, are they going to, are they going to have my back and like, you know, be an excellent team member and like hold, hold their weight. Like, you know, hopefully they have like the skills to drive them to, uh, to uh, success. And it's not necessarily that piece of paper anymore, which is, I think is a good thing for the world right now. Um, but just think about education broadly and pushing yourself to uh, to what that might mean for you specifically. Yeah, I I, um, I couldn't agree more. And I think, you know, a lot of some of the inspiration for the work that we do, that I do and, and my colleagues do with me is like, especially like one, obviously the kids, those kids that want to go to college, but then also opening doors and possibilities for the kids that are like, Hey, nobody's paying attention to me. I, I want to do something too. And you're right. Whether that's a trade or, or, or some other, uh, you know, a vocational training or certificate training, there are opportunities for, for everybody out there. And so just finding, finding the way there, um, where are the, what are the doors that I need to, to have opened or need to open for myself and who are the folks I need to connect with and, and what are the conversations I need to be having um absolutely absolutely and and so yeah for us i I know for me that that's driven a lot of what i want to do because because i see those kids that you know maybe nobody's talking to 
and telling them, hey, you've got opportunities too. You know, you just kind of got to be shown the door. Mm -hmm. Jimmy, before we go, mm -hmm. any final words, final last piece of advice you want to give our listeners out there? Um, maybe just a couple, and that would be like, you know, they're a, they're, um, there's sort of this myth that like, oh, if I just, if I just follow my passion and things are all going to kind of work out, that's not true. Uh, you have to have kind of this, uh, triangulation on like, like, what do you, what do you really honestly good at and skilled at and what makes you happy and then the third thing is yeah like what do you have the the drive for what do you what's pushing you and like when you find the, the intersection of those things like you know you're on the right track but uh, don't fall prey to this idea that it's um oh if i just kind of follow my heart and i follow my passion and i'll be good like we want you to like have a good standard of living and like be you know and not um, necessarily just um uh, struggle through life and, and, and not quite, um, find something that's commercially viable. It's something that's going to sustain you and, and your family. Um, the second thing is, um, I would say this, this goes back to what I had quoted earlier and it did actually come to me. And that was, we shall not cease from, from exploration and, the end of all of our exploring will be to arrive where we started and know the place for the first time. And I think that quote hopefully resonates. And, and I'd like to leave people with that to just like constantly explore, constantly seek out, constantly push. Uh, and, and hopefully that leads you to, um, in the educational context, it pushes you further and just makes you the best version of yourself. Awesome. Awesome. Jimmy, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for, uh, thank you for this conversation. Thank you for the stories that you shared. I know, uh, I, I think a lot of what you said, if not all of it, it's going to resonate with, uh, with our listeners out there. So I appreciate it. And, uh, and I, I know your time is precious. So I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to, to talk to us. Um, so thank you. It was great to talk to you. It was great to see you and, um, yeah, God bless. Hope to, uh, Hope to keep in touch, Jay. Thanks yeah. This concludes another episode, the Way to College podcast. So make sure you subscribe, rate, follow, do all of that good stuff. And uh, we'll see you next time. You all take care. Bye-bye. <laughs>